back to see Red UK, where quite simply, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. And wherever you're listening, if it's available, rate, review and subscribe. It all helps and make sure you're notified when an episode drops. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good, Matt. I'm good. Um, I didn't get to watch the game live last night, kind of. I was watching the scoreline live, but um, as we've mentioned before, don't get to always put full focus on the games when the family are around, which is why I don't like the early games. But I managed to catch up today, and it's put me in a really good mood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got, what, two games, two, well, two wins to talk about. So yeah. That, uh, as usual, we'll We'll cover them in our usual quick fashion mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get into it. So, yeah, F- was it Friday night, Saturday morning for us? Yep. Uh, we faced the Hornets in Charlotte. Um, we come away with a 121-91 victory. Uh, potentially, it was a trap game. Yeah, yeah, could have been. As we, as we mentioned last week. And obviously, Hornets come in with... G League team essentially. Uh, the start, the, well, they had PJ Washington, didn't they? Yeah, not for too long, <laughs> but yeah, because yeah, he, was... uh, he 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 limped out. <laughs> um, and it was one of them games that I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying we was in like full control of it, but we weren't until what halfway through the third, start of the fourth. Yeah, we... I think I think on. <laughs> paper it looks like we were fully in control because you know if, when you break down quarter by quarter scores it looks like we had it more under control than it actually looked with the eye test I think yeah I mean well we actually lost the third quarter didn't we yeah yeah and weirdly enough the winning team in every quarter scored 31 points I know I was just looking at that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like I say it wasn't really until that f- well, even the fourth really won it, uh, which we won thirty-one fourteen. Where yeah, we, we actually pulled away from them. Yeah, okay. So we outscored them in three out of the four quarters, but like with this kind of a roster that you're playing against, I mean, they like you say the G League Hornets really, and especially when PJ Washington went out as well, you would expect to be able to rest your starters by the third quarter. And the fact that we weren't able to rest them until a good bit into the fourth quarter when we really started to pull away says it all, really. You know, we, sh- we should have had this put to bed way sooner than we did. Yeah, and it, it's... I mean, as usual, we got outdone on three-pointers and mm-hmm. we actually out-rebounded them. But, I mean, it was a nothing game, wasn't it, really? Do you know yeah. what I mean? We, sh- we should have done a lot better. Um and, well, like you say, should have been put to bed at least by the start of the fourth. But, no, we had to leave the starters out there to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we did empty the bench towards the end and we, yeah. we've got a Mark, we've got a Marco sighting. Who? You know, that, that number 19, that big <laughs> white guy that checked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do anything. He... Well, he got one rebound and a, a foul in his first play. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that was about it for Marco. Uh, to me, the exciting one that checked in was uh, Terry Taylor mm. at the end. Uh, I'm excited. I, I hope we keep hold of him for next year, but obviously through Windy City. So, yeah, uh, player of the game went to Andre Drummond. Yes, he did. 
Uh, he only got 13 minutes and 56 seconds, but he got six points, 11 rebounds, one assist, two steals, and one block. Yeah. And he showed what we missed in that loss to Lakers, didn't he? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. You know, added that size, and with everything that was going on with him last week, why you missed the Lakers game in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was good to see him back out there and well, showing his worth, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I, I just thought it was it was important to kind of credit him for his fortitude of mind to be able to come back with whatever it is he's dealing with. You know, he said himself, you know, he, he kind of went through a few things in his time out, but he still has stuff that he needs to deal with. But he also knows that he's important to this team and, he's quite, you know, he wants to be here. And I'd say it's a bit of a distraction for him from whatever it is he is dealing with. Um, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm glad that he has that comfort amongst the team and his teammates to to be able to come back regardless of whatever it is that's, that's going on in his personal life. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if you've got anything else on that game. I say it was a bit, a bit of a nothing nope. one, wasn't it? Nothing else to add. So, yeah, on to last night. And as you've already mentioned, it was a for us. So, not yeah. good for you. No. And it wasn't particularly fantastic for me either. Uh but I'm happy but, for what? our other UK friends and Bulls fans from Bulls Nation because, you know, it seems to suit most people this side of the pond, obviously. Um, it just it just doesn't fit around my, my lifestyle too good. Um, yeah. I'm used to getting up in the middle of the night to watch them and it works fine for me. But um, no, this one was a real problem for me. I couldn't actually uh, I couldn't actually sit down and watch the game last night, which first one, first one of the season I missed from, missed from start to finish I've at least managed to get some of every game in but yeah it's like you said last night at least the UK fans that could watch finally got to enjoy one of them roller coaster games that yes <laughs> that we uh... suffered in the, in the wee hours the <laughs> and what a roller coaster ride it was, it was... wow I mean obviously I, I wasn't speaking to you as much as I normally would mm-hmm. through the games uh, you was popping in every so often into the live thread Yeah, but yeah. that first half uh, just, yeah it was just I mean, what, we ended up down 23 at one point didn't we yeah and it... they would everything that they shot was from three we couldn't hit anything <laughs> I mean I can't remember the exact stats but I think they were they'd hit more threes than us, uh, the, more threes than we'd hit field goals in, uh, altogether by half half time, didn't they? <laughs> oh, that's a serious. And <laughs> I mean, we were fifteen down at half time, and you're kind of thinking, it the second half's not going to be not going to be pretty. They're just going to come out. They're going to put us to bed by the end of the third, and then. We'll still have our starters out there while they've emptied their bench in the fourth. Yeah, well, that's that's where I, my head was at anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, um, like like I say, I, I was only kind of score watching because um, I couldn't actually be watching much of the actual game itself. And I dipped in and out, like you say, of of our group and and the thread. And you know, the lads that were on the thread with you, some of them were quite disheartened by the first half. Understandably, it was shocking. Um, and I I kind of bit tongue in cheek just threw in a comment to one of the boys um saying oh well you know you're ready in yourselves now for the second half comeback but like yeah. i say it was a bit <laughs> tongue in cheek 
but the next thing is it happened <laughs> so i was able yeah. to send another message in saying this is the second half fool's comeback <laughs> <laughs> and that third quarter just wow we won it 40 16 that's incredible and yeah i mean all right they kind of pulled back a little bit in the fourth but every time they pulled back we pushed away again didn't we went on another run yeah you know obviously they should have had Jaron Jackson Jr. fouled out which that's just a whole new discussion and yep. can't be asked getting into it because I was sick of talking about the fucking refs well um, how? Well, I mean yeah it was a challenge just briefly it was a challenge and the challenge got overturned on a foul on JJJ that would have put him um, on the bench and Instead, they overturned it, even though it was a blatant, blatant foul. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so he ended up not fouling out after all. But yeah, yeah, carry and on. Obviously, he continued to put up some points whilst yeah. he should have been sat. Yeah. But the rest didn't actually help Grizzlies on this occasion. So, no. fuck them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I mean, there's no point in trying to break it down because I'm sure everybody's seen it and was just as excited by it as us. Yeah. Um, you know, dare we say it, one of the best wins of the season. Oh, hands down. To turn it the way they turned it against a team that was pretty much full strength apart from maybe Stephen Adams. Yeah. And to, to be able to do that against them um, was incredible. I mean, what, they're second in the West? Is that right? Yeah, they're pushing for first as well, aren't they? And right. Obviously, they've got plastic gangster back, and <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he actually got a triple double, didn't he? I think it was seventeen, ten, and ten. Yeah, I, I mean, he probably looked probably one of the but... quietest triple doubles there was. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I mean, the most exciting thing he done um, was disallowed, which was oh, they were the backboard. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. but he travelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that that third and fourth, we just seemed to keep getting steals, didn't we? And like, oh, it was incredible. You know. I think was it three, maybe even four steals in a row on uh, possessions against the Grizzlies. I think I think it was three or maybe even four, where it was they came down, we got a steal, came down, more cookies, came down, whipped <laughs> it away again. You know, it was just it was unbelievable, exciting stuff. I sat down today and I watched it with my eldest daughter who who has started playing basketball in the last year or so. And it was the first game that she watched with me from start to finish, not knowing the scores. And she was jumping out of her seat and, and cheering and everything. She couldn't <laughs> believe it. So I think, I think I've solidified her as a Bulls fan for life after that game. Well, good one, good one to introduce her to, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at it, we got nine steals to their one. Um and points off turnovers. I don't know if you've seen that stat. Um, I saw it on the actual game. They mentioned it towards the end, but I don't think it was even finalised at that stage. Yeah, well, normally we lose that one quite heavily, don't we? Yeah. But uh, points off turnovers, Grizzlies, none. Bulls, 31. Wow. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> and the main reason for it is we only got three turnovers. Um, Pat Bev got one, and I can't see who else got the others. No, do you know what? Because I, I looked it up. Oh, no, 
one turnover. I, yeah, because they said they said I think um, Stacy and Adam said it was two. And when I looked up the stats before, when I was doing a bit of prep for the for the pod, I could only see one for Pat Bev. Yeah, um, I mentioned it to Billy in the post uh, post match as well. Okay, it, the uh, that it was a franchise record of or sort of a season record, whichever way it was, of three a season low of three turnovers. Which, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think sometimes they put put things down as a turnover when it's not really a turnover, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, obviously they're not going to score many points off turnovers if we're not turning the ball over, are they? So no, you know, no, that's, that's um, great. And then I mean, well, we'll get into some of the individual performances. Obviously, Zach and Demar. Obviously, get the plaudits. You know, mm-hmm. Zach thirty six, Demar thirty one. Uh, 16 assists between them as well. So not That's only did they put great. up the most points, they put up, putting up the most assists. Uh, and that's why you want them to play together. Uh, you know, they're meant to be our two all stars. Once again, looking that way, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. You know, especially Zach. So, yeah. Um, obviously... Vooch had a an all right game, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? Adding to yeah. the big three, another double double. Yeah, uh, no offensive rebounds, just for a change, but ten defensive rebounds. So, uh, and then I mean, we've said a lot about Pat Bev and Caruso in the starting lineup. Does it work? Does it? Mm-hmm. You know. Caruso's never going to be able to guard um, Jaron Jackson Jr., is he? No. <laughs> no. So, you know, obviously they had to switch P. Willing for a lot of it. And he did all right. Yeah. I don't think he was fantastic. He actually got some rebounds last night, though. Yeah, he got three. Which he didn't get any against Hornets. Uh, he also got three blocks. Yeah, as I was saying, three blocks as well. And obviously, twelve points. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, we've said before that's the sort of stat line you're going to be happy with from P. Will. Yeah, a bit of everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, obviously, we didn't particularly empty the bench again because I don't know why. <laughs> Billy, been Billy, could have <laughs> done a lot sooner. Uh, only Dale and Terry got in from the sort of end of bench. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, coming off the bench again was our player of the game, Mr. Kobe White. Yeah, difference maker. And yeah, I mean, them. Sort of, he was he was the one sort of transitioning one from defense to offense a lot of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, he got that big dunk as well, and mm-hmm. we don't see a lot of them. But when we do, they they're exciting to watch. They are. They are, you know, and we got the bench reactions as well, didn't we? And <laughs> you know, it's just he kind of brought the energy that we were lacking in, like no Dale and Terry checking in, no Juanita Green checking in. Mm-hmm. They were too busy uh, dancing on the sidelines. 
<laughs> yeah, he didn't look like there's anything wrong with Javante. His knee on the side. No, it didn't. <laughs> at one, <laughs> at one point, he was twisting his knees. I was like, Jesus, take it easy, will you? <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, Kobe off the bench. 19 points, six rebounds, four assists, and one steal. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight of 13 from the field, two of five from three. Obviously, no turnovers, only one foul. Um, and you know, Kobe doing that off the bench, supplemented by P. Will doing what he did. You know, the Carolina boys were, were taking over, weren't they? It's becoming a thing, it is. Hopefully, it becomes more of a thing as well. Mm. So, uh, I mean, we're gonna highlight another player in a little bit, but I don't know if you've got anything else on that game. Uh, no, I have nothing else on that other than what we're going to go on to talk about. So I shall say nothing else. Yeah, uh, I'll switch it. I was going to go Kobe first, but um, Derek Jones Jr., Mister Ever Ready. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in in the game last night, in particular, obviously Billy put Drummond in to start with, and I mean he did all right. But then second half, he switches to DJJ, doesn't he? Yes. As we've seen time and time again. And when he first does it, you're thinking, oh, Billy, not not again. <laughs> Too small. Yeah. <laughs> but then DJJ's there jumping out of the arena to, to get, whether it got, get a block or a rebound. Or, I mean, he didn't particularly get any last night. But, you know... We've seen before when he comes in against the Sixers, he got that massive what well, game-winning block, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Rebound, and you know it. You've got a well. It's testament to him, isn't it? Like I just said, Mister Ever Ready. Yeah, because he can sit for three, four games in a row and not get any minutes, and then he can sit for the first half, come in, and you'd think he'd been out there since the start, and. You know, it's just obviously having somebody like that for the bench, especially on the deal that he's on and stuff like that. It it's quite important for the team, isn't it? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the amount of like championship teams or strong teams that are out there. They always have players like that that they can count on when they need them to turn to them and say, "Right, you're in," and they just light the game up from the minute they step onto the court or they do what you need them to do from the minute they step on the court and he's been that for us um you know he doesn't know when he's going to be called upon um and with billy you really don't know what you're going to get sometimes <laughs> <laughs> and yet when he's called he's there yeah i mean last night the first thing he did well from what i remember when he checked in was draw a foul out with jaron jackson jr mm-hmm and hit his free throws as well, which is always handy. I mean, just we just wanted to show him a little bit of love because he's a bit of a forgotten player at times, isn't he? On the yeah, on the yeah. roster. Yeah, yeah. And the second player that we wanted to show a little bit of extra love to, and just talk about something that's going round at the minute on Twitter, and it's back to Kobe White, and. What's going around, obviously, apart from the are we re-signing him or not, is has he become our point guard of the future? 
Right. And I mean, well, I'll pass it over to you first to answer that because obviously everyone knows how much I love him at the minute. But yeah, and like I, I've been known to say quite quite often that the Kobe point guard experiment did not work, and I still stand to that that the year that we played him as point guard and we tried to utilize him as a point guard, it didn't work. Yeah. Now, credit to Kobe <laughs> because Kobe spent the off season, as we know, he went off and he got a ball handling coach and he practiced his handles and he, and he worked on his handles and they have gone from strength to strength this season. So he has that now where he's not having to focus as much on his handles. He's not having to focus as much on the ball. And that's opened the game up for him. Plus, it feels like he's in that point of his career that most players with any kind of decency about their game, they get to. Where the game just slows down that little bit for him. Yeah, And it feels like that's happened now for Kobe. And I think a lot of that comes with the fact that he's more confident on the ball. Yeah. So now he's making better passes because it's one less thing to have to focus on. Now he can focus on distributing the ball. And because he's distributing the ball better and he's handling the ball better and he's seeing the game better, now it's beginning to open up the game for him offensively as well. And to put a nice little bow on the whole package, he also worked on becoming a two-way player, a defensive threat as well as an offensive threat. I have to say, I didn't see it. I really didn't at the start of the season. It's progressively become more apparent. You've been pretty much ramming it down my throat since <laughs> the season began. And I, and I have that to... you want. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, moving on. Um, Pause. <laughs> yeah, I have to. I have to say, you were one hundred percent. Bang on with Kobe White. Yeah. So, to answer the question, would you have him as point guard? You know, knowing everything we know with Lonzo, obviously, yeah, we don't know if we're going to re-sign Kobe yet. All right. To answer the question, I have to say, I still have hesitancy. I still have a little bit of fear. But I do think potentially... Kobe could be the cheaper option without disrupting the team as much as we may have to in order to go out and get another point guard somewhere else that yeah. could fit, that could fit the bill. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm a little tentative, but yeah. See, my take on it, and it might actually surprise you a little bit, is I don't think he is. Okay, and you know, obviously. I love him. I love this version of Kobe that we're getting. But I think it's because he's found his role. And I'd rather him stay doing what he's doing than try and push him into the starting lineup and make him something that he's not. You know, I think he's got all the all the capabilities there to, to do it. But I think just enjoy him for what he is at the minute. The you know, a two-way, two-guard, basically, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's just, 
Oh, combo guard, should I say? Yeah, he's a combo guard. But he's do you, do you not do you not think that it was a case of before they tried to make him into something? He as a case of he's not yet. He wasn't and ready he, for it then, right? And maybe now he's closer to it at least. Yeah, possibly. And I mean, another often working with you know maybe the same coach, different coaches, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. God knows where he could be next year. Um, I mean, obviously, hopefully it's with the Bulls. Yeah. But, you know, like I say, I just think the problem that he, a lot of his career is he's never had a set role. And it kind of feels like that's what he's got now. And, you know, a full year of it next year, he could be six under the year. Potentially. No, that's, you know, that's why I'm excited with it anyway. I mean, obviously, I want to want him to resign. And you know, I want him to get paid by by the Bulls, or as much as he deserves, anyway. <laughs> but like I say, to me, not as the starting point guard. I mean, to me, to to be fair, I think too much gets put on who's in the starting lineup. You know, because Kobe can come out still the point guard, but not starting. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, obviously checking in and, and taking that role, and you can still put up what twenty five, thirty minutes off the bench in that role. So, yeah, which he's been known to do. There's no, to me, there's no point trying to sort of pigeonhole him into that. You are our starting point guard because look what's happened with Ayo. True, but yeah, uh, I don't know if you've got anything else on either of them two players. No, I've nothing else to add. So yeah, obviously uh, we've been working away behind the scenes and uh, we've got a pretty exciting announcement to make, which, well, it's you that's been working away, so I'll hand it <laughs> over to you to, to announce. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, here at Sea UK, we're very proud to announce our partnership with Victory Sports UK. Victory Sports UK is a UK-based sports apparel and equipment store where you can get your NBA and other sporting goods. Get kitted out in your favourite team gear and rep your squad. And all C-Red UK group members and followers can avail of a special discount code for 15% off their entire range, including products that are already on sale. Just make sure you're liking and following C-Red UK on Twitter or become part of the C-Red UK group on Facebook to receive your exclusive discount code on request. Visit victorysportsuk.co.uk to seal your victory with Victory Sports UK. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so very exciting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I say, it's you that's sort of done all the uh, all the graft behind behind the scenes to get that in place. Um, your, your new role that you've kind of <laughs> taken on. We need to, we need to give you a new title, in fact, don't we? Well, well podcast what was my co-host, <laughs> podcast co-host. <laughs> you've got more responsibility than that now, so we'll come up with something. Okay, okay, sounds good. Um, yeah, as you said. Well, he said it all in the ad read there. Um, you know, I've actually bought some stuff from them before, a couple of hats and stuff. I think through the eBay store. Uh, you know, it's all all good quality stuff. All, mm-hmm. all, you know, they do Mitchell and Ness, and pretty much everything you can buy anywhere else is on there. Um, and like you say, not just NBA stuff. So I know a lot of fans are also fans of like the NFL or the NHL. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I'll certainly be looking to take advantage of some of the NHL stuff. 
Yeah. Just not Blackhawk stuff, because I'm a Rangers fan. Yeah, controversial. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there'll be posts put out on the socials tomorrow explaining how to get your code and stuff like that, but we wanted to make the first announcement on the pod, and yeah. there it was. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll hand it back to you, because we're going to look at the, well, the last week of the regular season now, and I believe you've got some uh, some points or questions as we we go into it. Yeah. Um, just a couple of bits to just to bring up and have a little bit of a chat about and uh, see what our takes are on it. But um, I suppose the first thing is, uh, what's your take on whether or not the balls are clicking at the right time? Or do you think that this is just a fluke and a kind of a peak point that could quite easily end up coming back down the hill again? Uh, I don't know, because you seem to think that we are, and then we put up a shit show like we do against Lakers and Sixers, yeah, and Clippers, um, and that kind of worries me moving forward. In the fact that, say, for example, if we had to face Grizzlies tomorrow, you know, as in playoff sort of type games and stuff like that, I'd fear we're just going to get absolutely blown out by them mm. because we just can't seem to back up these brilliant performances that we put in. Um, obviously, something has changed since the All-Star break. Yeah. Whether that's the Pat Bev effect or players becoming more healthy. You know, Zach's mm-hmm. in particular looking more healthy. Um, obviously, Damar went through his little thing with his... I think he's still kind of going through it, anyway, with his quad. Um I mean, for a long time, everyone was saying, oh, let's do what Celtics did last year, didn't they? Where second half of the season, they kind of turned it around and they got to the Eastern Conference final. Well, yeah. um, I mean, obviously, Bulls aren't going to do that. The fact that we're getting excited about competing for <laughs> the play-in <laughs> and have we turned it around enough to get into the play-in is a worry in itself. It is, but you know, there's a back door into those playoffs, and maybe, just maybe, we'll take it in through the through the the, the back door and and see how far we can go from there. Yeah, so I mean, so like I say, something certainly changed since the All Star break. Um, yeah, it has. Whether we're clicking in time, well, I guess only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what's your your take on that one then? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it's a fluke. I do think that something is clicking, whether we're clicking in a way that it makes us actual contenders in any way, shape or form. I don't think it's quite that far along. Um, I think it's a combination of what you said. I think it's, it's you know, there is certainly a Pat Bev effect to some degree doesn't always seem to include Pat Bev in that Pat Bev effect. <laughs> but it seems to have an effect on other players. Um, Zach himself is healthier, so therefore he's become the player that we were hoping we'd see earlier on in the season. Vooch is now playing a little bit more consistently and steady. We're getting a bit more from the bench. But I think a big part of why it's beginning to work a little bit more 
is whatever's going on with Demar. Now, I don't think Demar is playing the way he's playing because of the injury as much as I used to. I think Demar has actually realised that maybe if he just takes that little bit of a step back, it allows Zach to flourish a little bit more, and the team plays better as a whole. Yeah, and I th- I think that is the actual the biggest key factor. Yeah, and yet you know you're still getting performances like this out of Demar, where he's putting down 31 points. I mean, it's not like he's he's sitting down on the bench. I mean, he's still playing his little you know games, getting his ninja points, and. He he is still playing well, but he just it just feels like he's kind of gone. Do you know what? I don't need to be the alpha here, and this team isn't working with two alphas. So I'm happy to kind of just drop back a step. Yeah, and let's see where it takes us. And it seems to be working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we keep saying we're going to talk about Demar, but then we get other stuff to talk about. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I think you had a couple more points as well, didn't you? Yeah, or I did. Just, yeah, they're all kind of related to one another. I mean, winning winning streaks, as we know, have been a real issue yeah. for this team, right? I mean, we still haven't gone past three wins in a row all season long, and there's, what, four games left. We're on two at the minute. I wonder, can we put together four <laughs> <laughs> before the season comes to a close? But the fact that it's been such an issue for us to win consistent games together and like you were saying you know we win one big game and then you're expecting the next game to kind of fall flat in its face because that seems to be kind of the way it goes do you think that that's been spelled like kind of an impending doom for this team should they should they reach the playoffs not the play-ins now the playoffs where it goes to the seven games yeah i mean obviously it's kind of what i said before and it? it's like if we were to face grizzlies tomorrow instead of the hawks you know, or mm. if it's well, make it easier. If we'd have done to Grizzlies to the Hawks on yesterday and then had to face them again tomorrow, I'd be fearing a blowout just because of what we've just said. We can't can't seem to keep that intensity there. Mm-hmm. Um we can't seem to just it's as if we're Resting on their laurels a little bit from from a big performance, yeah, yeah, and then just coming out with no intensity, no energy. You know, I mean, you look back over the whole season, and the best win streak we had was against Celtics, and then Bucks won it. Mm-hmm. And no one was up November. Yeah, that's I want to say ways back. But then we were, after straight after that, we ended up losing to. Magic or Hornets or whoever it was at the time, I can't remember. And you just think, I mean, the way things are going, if we got in as the eighth seed, we're going to face Bucks again. Mm-hmm. We can't string together two wins against the Bucks. I don't think. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, this team has kept us guessing all season long. It's it's going to keep us guessing right to the very end, I think. But, um. It does definitely feel like we suffer a little bit from like um, winning hangovers. <laughs> like, when we win a game, we're still fuzzy by the time the next game comes around from the win that we forget that we've got to play again. Yeah. And to bring the same level of intensity as we did in order to garner the win, we need to do that again to get the next win, even if it's against a lesser team. And And that seems to be a real problem 
Now, whether that's a headspace thing or whether that's a coaching thing or whether that's a team thing, I don't know. But it definitely, after what, 78 games, I think that's enough of a sample size uh, that we've seen it enough times to say that it is, a, it is a thing. Yeah. And I don't know, have they got to that point now? That's why I'm kind of saying, can they string together maybe four wins before the season's completely done? I mean, we've got two in a row now. Can we get two more maybe? <laughs> And and at least maybe that feels like they've broken through that barrier, whatever it is that's causing it. And they can kind of go, OK, look, this is how we do it. Now we just need to keep doing it for another little while. Yeah. Um, which kind of leads me on to the next thing, which is, do you think that there's a possibility that this team is actually more of a playoff team than people are giving them credit for? No. No. <laughs> Plain and simple. No. Yeah, I think the fact that we're struggling to get into the, the play-in, I mean, if we was around the what sixth, seventh, even the eighth seed, con- like consistently this season, then yeah, fine, fair enough, you could put us up there. But we're struggling to get tenth, or we've been struggling to get tenth. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, you go to the old format. And obviously, it was the top eight. So as long as you're in that top eight, to me, you're still a, a playoff team. All right, maybe not as high up as you'd want to be, but this ninth and tenth. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, I, I like the playing format because obviously it does make things a little bit more exciting for teams that ordinarily wouldn't have had a bit of excitement. Yeah, but the fact that we're sitting in that position where ordinarily a team wouldn't have had any excitement, to me, says that we're not going to do well in the playoffs if yeah. we get there. It's 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 a fair point, but I suppose just to play devil's advocate, we've shown as a team that we can literally we can beat any team in the league. Yeah, um, we've also. Shown on, the, on the flip side, that we can lose to any team in the NBA. Yeah, which is why Magic have still got a chance of getting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're in twelve at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think for me, the bigger, bigger issue is the play-ins. Because I, I could see us falling. I can see us falling flat in the face in the play-in because there's less of a chance to find our feet and turn it round than there is in a seven-game series. Yeah, it's one and done, isn't it? So, yeah. And you know. because you just never know what you're going to get, I, I I think I'd feel more confident if we had seven games to play a team than we would, as you say, the the one-and-done kind of scenario that we're, that we're facing and we're playing. Um, you just, it just could go either way. But if we do get into the playoff, like you say, we're more than likely going to face the Bucks. But I still think we could maybe maybe do more than take one game off them like we did last year. As our improvement, and that's the fear, <laughs> which we spoke about on the last episode. Yeah, that's that's the fear that that it provides AK the opportunity to say, well, we increased our number of wins against the number one seed, you know, than we did last year. Therefore, we've met our standards, which were to use continuity in order to get better. And 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 that then gives him the opportunity to roll it back, which is what nobody wants to see. Yeah, um, exactly. 
So I don't know where that would leave us. But um, it's kind of hard to not be rooting for them to do well. But at the same time, the fear of doing well and what that may present is certainly a reality. Yeah. <laughs> as, I guess it's as we've been all year is what even is this team at the <laughs> just, yeah, I know. We just don't know. I know, yeah. I know. It's all guess. Uh, yeah. So... Obviously, as we've just alluded to, it's the, the last week of the regular season and it really gets underway tomorrow, doesn't it? Uh, with a playing game for the playing. Yeah. <laughs> you, however you want to word it. Um, first of a back to back as we tick on Hawks at the UC. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's going to be the tie break decider as well. And then the following night, we go to Milwaukee to face the number one seed, Bucks. So, talk about the Hawks game first. Um, okay. Obviously, we're 38 and 40 going into it, and they're 39 39, where they've pretty much been a 500 team all year, haven't they? Pretty much. Uh, I think we, we got the tie break at the minute, two to one. Yes. Um, obviously, they're ridiculous last. Buzzer beater won it off. Yeah, 123, 122. That was back in December, I think. Yeah, and then the following week, Io went out and did the same. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, I've not seen an injury report yet. I don't know if you've got one. Yeah, the injury report is just showing DeAndre Hunter as a game time decision. That's it. That's it. I'll play then. Um, you know, and at this point, you can't be looking at the injury reports. Uh, not not for this game anyway, because they they want to win it just as much as we want to win it. And to me, that's that's the worry. And I don't think I can watch if uh, that little weasel goes off. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I, well. I'll ask you the question. Do we win it? I'm going to say we win it. I'm looking for this four-game win streak. Yeah, I, I say we're going to win it. Um, and I say the player of the game is going to be DeMar DeRozan because he, he tends to thrive against the Hawks. Right. I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, I'll go for a win as well. Um and I'll say player of the game will be Zach. Okay. Uh, we know what he likes to do against Hawks. So, the same reason what you've just said. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then obviously on to the following night. And like I say, we've got that trip to Milwaukee. Yeah. Current number one seed. Uh, <laughs> they play tomorrow as well. Uh, I can't remember what they've got. Um Oh, Wizards. Conveniently. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know how far off they are. One seed. Obviously, it's all results depending. Celtics do play sixes. So. I think they already have the central title, but they don't have a playoff guarantee yet. Yeah. Um, you'd like to think we could end up facing their uh, G League. 
Well, I have the injury report for this as well, but like you say, it's yeah, a pinch, salt, it's a pinch of salt it, job. Um, no, Grayson Allen is out. Yeah, so there's nobody on it. What do you mean? <laughs> we don't care about Grayson Allen. Yeah, okay, well, I haven't finished yet. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Middleton is out. And Myers Leonard is a game time decision. Yeah, well, Chris Middleton's hardly been there anyway, has he? He's, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's becoming a bit injury prone and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But then we uh, we saw what happened when, uh, uh, well, Yanis went out in the last game, didn't he? And they still blew us away. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's always hard to predict the second game because it depends yeah, how it tomorrow goes as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But going off if it's full strength, yeah, we lose. Yeah. Um, I don't know what yours is. Well, I'm telling you, I'm sticking to this four-game win streak. I think we have to get one before the season is up. And the only way to get it is if we win this game. So I'm going to go with... A win, um, and I'm going to say that the player of the game is going to be the big man Drummond. Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, expecting Vooch to come out, then. Yeah, well, I think Vooch can't cope with Yanis, uh, <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> I think Vooch will end up kind of getting put aside a little bit, and Drummond put out to try and uh, cope a bit more with Yanis, and I think he's going to excel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, obviously we'll uh, we'll find out in due course. Aye. Um, last predictions. Uh, I always forget to mention them before we start the games. But you got it right. You said we'd get the two wins. Yeah, but I didn't think we'd get it the way we got it against uh, <laughs> against the Grizzlies. I thought we'd scrape yeah. a win. I mean, I had us to split them. Uh, so yeah, glad you was right. Yep. And one last thing that I have forgot to mention, I forgot to mention it last month as well, is uh, obviously we ran the Player of the Month poll over the weekend um, for Matt. And quite convincingly, it went to Zach Levine. Obviously, I've already put the social media posts out about it. Yep. Uh, with 1% of the vote. Wow. Big win for And that. yeah, uh, obviously, Kobe second, Pat Bev third. And there was a lot of comments of, can't we give it to all three? But I think, you know, my personal vote was for Kobe, but I can appreciate what Zach did because he certainly had a month, didn't he? He did. He did. So, yeah, I don't know if you've got anything else. No, I have nothing else to add. Yeah, so obviously appreciate you all listening as usual. Uh, we'll be back back end of the week, hopefully. Uh, let's say keep an eye out tomorrow for the uh, Victory Sports UK post to drop and how you get your code and until then as usual I've been Matt you can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK and you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK and you can find me on Twitter at NeilCRedUK as always we'd like to thank you for tuning in please do leave those comments um, and we will get back to you as much as we possibly can and subscribe, rate, and review us. Uh, make sure that the reviews are five stars if you possibly could. Um, 
we still have that group on Facebook, as we've mentioned so many times. Do come and join in. Join in. The earlier tips, obviously, uh, are a lot busier as uh, as they were last night. And uh, just like to thank once again Victory Sports UK for uh, coming together with us. And uh, we look forward to everything in the future. Until next time, wherever you are in the world, see red, go Bulls. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.